Hey, Know-It-All Ned here. Thanks for tuning in to the Movie Know-It-All podcast, part of the Know-It-All Network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more. All for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you literally can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. podcast here on the know-it-all network we are your hosts i am will and i'm bob and this will not stand man this aggression <laughs> will not stand <laughs> today ladies and gentlemen we are doing a very very special episode with a very very special guest i want to welcome every welcome uh, a very awesome awesome person very important person to this uh, to this show without which we would not have a show mr absolutely what's going on I'm sorry to let everybody down. You said it was a special guest, and everybody was thinking they got Jeff Bridges today, but it didn't work out. <laughs> the one and only and John Goodman's third cousin. <laughs> this is Twice Lebowski, removed. man. This is Lebowski. At the festival, they'll take anybody for sure. Yeah, man. Well, well, I got to tell you, man, uh, this sh- particular episode has been a long time coming. We've been talking about doing this for a very long time. And uh, it's this I movie. Had toes. <laughs> <laughs> which which is so funny because we were we were actually going to do the episode in honor of your toes. <laughs> but that never happened. You know, no, never, the fucking Internet like took a giant shit and we just like moving on. Yeah, because, you know, life has has a weird way of, of not working out and, you know. But uh, anyway, today we are going to be talking about a very, very uh, important film in the history of film. Quite possibly one of the most important movies ever made. The Big Lebowski from 1998. Easily a top tenner for me, man. Easily yeah. a top tenner. It's so, number two for me, for sure. Number yeah. two? I can What's your number? Ghostbusters, what? for sure. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And the, nice. and the only reason it beats it out is because it's just I've watched it longer, like as far as, far as like uh, in my life. You know what I mean? Well, Ghostbusters came first. So. Yeah, for yeah. sure, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for me personally, The Big Lebowski is one of those movies that, um, growing up in the '90s, being a teenager in the '90s, uh, and transitioning from a child entertainment to more adults, grown-up entertainment. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it was uh, Pulp Fiction. It was uh, yes, basically dude. every Tarantino movie. And then like the Big Lebowski, the Coen brothers, you know? Yeah. Like they helped <laughs> me mature in my my film, you know, appreciation, you mm-hmm. know? 
What about you guys? So how, how, how important is this movie to you? Uh, like this one was one of those movies for me that like, I remember when I first saw it, like my, my honest to God, like my tastes changed in movies after this one, mm-hmm. because I didn't understand it was This movie was kind of panned by a lot of people. Yeah. And Cause it was like, so weird. <laughs> yeah. And I, I can remember like not understanding the trailer. Like I didn't understand a fuck of what was going on. And I must've been like 13 when I finally saw it. And like, I, I remember wanting to watch it because of the, in the trailer had the scene where Jesus and, um, uh, what was it? Liam were cleaning their balls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, just cause of that, I was like, I want to see this stupid movie. And I rented it <laughs> this like one day, just, I just randomly, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to rent this movie. And I can remember like at that point in time, I had already like, my mom had moved on from like covering my eyes whenever like boobs would come out in the movie. Yeah. So like I was I was kind of given free reign on R-rated movies and stuff like that. So I'm watching this movie and I can remember like my soul leaving my body from laughter. And it was the scene <laughs> it was the scene I was already laughing at it when he's uh when Jackie Treehorn when Jackie Treehorn um uh, roofies his drink and he's running in the street. Yeah. And he like right before and when the, the cop picks him up. And he's telling him, like, I don't like your jerk off face. I don't like your jerk off face. <laughs> like all that stuff. I'm already laughing really hard. And at this point in time, like I've already fucking like I'm in tears laughing in this movie. But then they go and they do that three stooges moment where he's like, I'm sorry, what did you what would you say? I wasn't listening. And he just hits him in the face with the coffee mug. <laughs> ah, fucking fascist! Like Holy shit, dude! Like my soul <laughs> left my body. I cackled Out of so all the things to call him. <laughs> that's why, like fucking fascist. Like I can remember, and that's because at the time I was getting really into like reading about fascism. I was fascinated about like how Hitler and fucking um, Napoleon and now like the Republicans get away with all this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so like. That word was super, like, added into my lexicon. Like, I knew what a fascist was at 13. So, like, <laughs> that line was so, it was so absurd and random to me. And I can remember my mom coming out of her room, like, just to, like, what the hell are you watching? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I just couldn't breathe, dude. Like, it was too fucking much for me. Like, that line and, and like, probably my favorite one, like, like with the dog. The he's not going bowling. I didn't rent him fucking shoes. Not buying it a fucking beer. Yeah, <laughs> just not so buying offended. him a fucking beer. I love how offended at, that he's offended that he would bring a dog. Like, yeah. he'd bring his ex-wife's dog, and he's like, "Fuck you, dude! It's not like he's playing bowling with us. Like, what do you care? The dog's not in the way. Like, oh, there's man, such a so very cool. weird natural like. It's a natural but unnatural." conversation between these guys like it's so weird and it's such a fucking strange line to ride because i don't this movie feels like it wasn't ever supposed to be this funny you know what i yeah yeah so so so, what what uh what does this movie mean to you man that it does it i can tell you it means a lot and it means a lot to my wife also um, I, I got to say, though, I was a latecomer to this movie for sure. I wasn't mm-hmm. um, I think I was 19 when I finally saw this movie. And of course, it had been out for a while. And it was one of my 
good buddies who I still talk to, he he had a dorm room there at UTPA. So uh, mm-hmm. we went over one day and he's like, you got to see this movie. This movie is amazing. And I remember like watching it and having those good laughs and stuff, but then hitting the ending and just not understanding. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I was kind of stuck. I was like, what? What did we just watch? Like, yeah, was <laughs> yeah. Like, some parts were funny. Uh, some parts were hilarious. Um, great acting. But what what just happened? Like, I don't understand. And to, to piggyback on what Bob said, like it it really had me go back and watch it over and over again. Yeah. And it was one of those movies that really uh, opened it up as far as like like the appreciation for the directing and how they chose the scenes and yes. and and the dialogue for sure. And and then once catching on to that, then you know, that opens that door that you just see it in every movie then you know you start seeing those little nuances and mm-hmm. so yeah this movie has grown with me it has changed for me over the years um it gets you know, funnier yes the and further away you get from it the funnier it becomes for sure yeah. yeah and now it's just part of our daily for sure uh, our daily vocabulary endlessly quotable uh, like everybody can. endlessly <laughs> and i think i can honestly say you don't have to like the movie to be my friend but you're damn sure you're going to have to have watched it. And if you yeah, haven't yeah. watched it, it's one of those, like, we're going to turn whatever we are. We could be watching the Super Bowl. We're going to stop. Um, <laughs> yeah. And we're going to watch this movie. Like, yeah. Or else or else you need to leave. I'm sorry. Like, so so this movie is one of those movies that it's it's so it can be obnoxiously weird at certain points. It, but, it is. A, it, but it's, it's a real obnoxious movie. But it's very accessible. You know, yes, if if that makes any sense, because there are scenes where the dialogue is just so hilariously written and Mm -hmm. like John Goodman and Jeff Daniel, Jeff Bridges and 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 Steve Buscemi, like they make such a great triple like, you know, it's such an interesting and weird trio. Like you can tell that they're only friends because they like to play bowling. Yeah, like 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 they have have the only reason like nobody (laughs) picked them. To, to be in their bowling team. Right, so yeah. So they're yeah. like the last ones remaining. <laughs> and, and like, it, it's one of those things for me that like, I I subscribe to nihilism a lot because mm-hmm. of this movie. And it's mainly because I love the nihilists in it because it's a parody of what nihilism is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a tremendous parody of what nihilism really is where like the real nihilist of the movie is the dude. Like, he's the one who just wants to be left alone. Like, all he wanted was his fucking rug. Like, <laughs> and and I get that, dude, because I'm one of those people that, like, bro, I hate, I live in an apartment. I hate my neighbors. Like, they've got children, and, like, I call them cuerpo de patos because they run, like, ducks in front of my door. <laughs> and, like, I hate them, dude. And it's one of those things where I'm like, dude, I just want everybody outside to just shut the fuck up. Like, and if you're going to be <laughs> loud, be loud away from me. Right. Like, I just want to be left alone. It's like, you and don't care like, what anybody does. You don't care what, what, what anybody has to say. Like, you just want to be left to your own devices. Like, it's, yeah. And, and like, like, and it's, it's like, honest to God, like, if somebody were to, like, come in here and, like, fucking punch me in the face and, like, piss on my fucking pillow, like, and they were like, oops, I meant to go to, the, I meant to go to your neighbor's house. Like, I would be knocking on their door like, you owe me a fucking pillow, dude. <laughs> like, if you wanted to piss on your pillow, like, this this isn't cool, dude. Like, I, I don't care also, what your fucking, 
what your problems are. You came through, this asshole came to my fucking house. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think also it, for me, like it, it kind of opened up like the, the idea of like the hero's journey and like yeah. he, his, his one little thing that he did differently from his life was he didn't say fuck it. Like, yeah, like, yeah, somebody came yeah. in, they roughed you up and they peed on your rug. Like all he had to do was say, fuck it. Like he did everything mm, else in life. Everything mm. else. Yes. And the, there would have been no story. Like the life would have just gone on. And it was because he got convinced to, to change, you know, his, his regular thinking. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden they're, they're tied up in this. And also he's the underdog. He's, he's the underdog. That's what I always love is that everybody is, uh, dismissing him and, and and thinking that he's not smart enough to figure out that mm-hmm. they're using him yeah and, and of course he's very utterly aware the whole time so. yeah, well aren't you well yeah <laughs> <laughs> well like it, it, this it's kind of hard to say what this movie's about uh you kind of really have to have to talk about the character of of the dude jeffrey lebowski and um you have to you have to look at the way he 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 reacts to certain situations, right? Mm-hmm. Like the very first thing that you see him doing is paying for a half a gallon of milk <laughs> with, with a check. check. With a check. <laughs> like he doesn't I love it. care. You know? Like he, like me personally, I'd be kind of self-conscious about paying for anything with a check. Oh yeah. But but you know, paying for a 69 cent item with a check. With a check. You know? <laughs> And then it's so fucking it's such an obnoxious old lady thing to do. Yeah. Like he's so fucking indi- and like the fact that he's in there in his boxers and flip-flops and fucking like yeah. and a his robe. Bro. Yeah. Like yeah. he really just rolled out of bed and just like, "Oh, I need milk." Like, <laughs> and and like I, he doesn't I, buy anything else. All all he does is just buy uh just buy the milk, milk and that's it. Like he doesn't need anything else in that particular moment, right? He buys the the half and half is what it is. Yeah, yeah it's the yeah. mix for his drink. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. the white Russian, which white by Russian. the way looks freaking delicious to me. It tastes like shit. It's okay. So I can tell shit. you, it's okay. It's it's not something you drink all night. I don't understand how he drinks that. Maybe it's just because I'm lactose intolerant. But mm-hmm. I have had some extremely bad run-ins with I've got- white. Like I've got to think that it would give him one hell of a hangover, man. Well, yeah. I mean, because you're mixing yeah. dairy and, and alcohol. Like, that's yeah. never a good idea. Like, so no. that hangover is extra worse uh-huh. uh, for a regular person. And he's just drinking it all the time, apparently. Yeah. It's just so, so like, horrible. I would say that this movie is actually like three movies in one. It kind of because is an odyssey. Because yeah, that's that's a perfect way to put it. It's it's very much an odyssey, and like the movie starts out with him wanting to get restitution for his rug. Okay, they pee on this whole (laughs) this whole thing starts with a rug. Mm -hmm. It really tied together, and then it really tied the room together. Tied the room together, and. And the, and like that that whole situation is pretty much solved within the first twenty minutes of the movie, and then they move on to the next one. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That's so true. what would you say this movie's about? Like, what would you say the 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 message of this movie is? That that isn't for me. 
that's always been an impossible question. Yeah. Like I, I remember like Patty had never seen the big Lebowski and I was like, you ever seen this movie? And she's like, no, I'm like, okay, well we're going to watch it. Cause like I haven't watched it in a while and it's on a streaming service. I don't remember which one it was on. And I'm like, I just feel like watching it. And like, she was like, what's it about? And I'm like, that's the fucking $6 million question. <laughs> you tell me <laughs> like, I could, I could like, you can't tell you what this movie is about without spoiling one or several things. And like, yeah. when you try to explain this movie to somebody, it sounds painfully unfunny. It sounds like a fever dream. Yeah. It sounds like a fucking painfully unfunny fever dream. And it's like, I don't want to sit and explain this to you because like you won't, it won't make any sense. Like it's going to sound super fucking stupid. And I'm going to just completely sway you away from wanting to watch this. Like you've got to watch this movie. It's super weird. And like, it really does. Again, it rides that border of like, what could be really funny. Like it's always, they, they hit that intersection of funny and not funny. And it always goes funny. Like yeah. always. Cause I tried showing her burn after reading and she hates it. She's like, this is not a funny movie. And I'm like, I completely disagree. It's an, it's a Coen Brothers movie. It's How can you not book. laugh? How can you not laugh when George Clooney blows uh, uh, his head his head off, dude? <laughs> like, dude, when like, George Clooney blows uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Brad Pitt's head off. Uh, dude, everything about that movie is super funny to me. And she's like, this movie's not good. And I'm like, cause see, this one takes the left turn to not funny for her. Uh, and like, it, I, I, for me. Burn After Reading's like up there in levels of funny with Big yeah. Lebowski. It's not on the same level to me. Like Big Lebowski's on its own level. But like it's up there. It's it's the tone, the clusterfuck, like the misunderstandings, everything right. everything is there to be Lebowski-esque in its in its execution. But like she hates it. And it's one of those things for me where like that's super weird to me because Big Lebowski could have done, she could have felt the exact same way and I would have had to have divorced her. But, <laughs> but fortunately yeah. for me, and it's one of those movies that like, she'll watch this one again and again with me. Like she doesn't like get bored of it. It's one of those movies that she'll watch over and over again. It's very much a background movie for me too. Like I, I'll just yeah. put it on and like, just listen to it. You know, it's so soothing. Yeah. It's, it's a very soothing movie. Because, because I think it's mostly because of the soundtrack and stuff, you know? Sure. Like, because you could take any character in here and, like, you could follow that character and it'd be its own movie. Like, this whole movie could have been about them versus Jesus in the bowling alley. Right. Like, the <laughs> whole thing could have been that. Or the whole thing could have been him trying to fucking do the payoff with the nihilists yeah. and stuff like that. Like, there's a million different ways it could go... And just focus on that. Just the stuff with him and Maude. And like, no, it just keeps everything. Everywhere he goes, he gets roped into another stupid adventure like mm -hmm. fucking Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and like, I think it also, the, it's like good characters and then like good, strong characters. Like all the characters are strong, like no matter mm -hmm. how few lines they have. Yeah, everybody. And, everyone. And it's, mm -hmm. I don't think it's supposed to have a meaning or really teach you anything. I think it's more of a, this is what happens when all these crazy characters come together. And even if it's over something as dumb as, you know, somebody faking a kidnapping or peeing on your rug, whatever it might be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it at the end, it's just like these forces come together and hit each other real nice and come up with this great story but then everything goes back to normal to the way it was like yeah. this whole this whole movie is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah. Like. Or when you find a stranger in the Alps, like that's. <laughs> yeah. We joke about that so much. When you find a stranger in the Alps. Thank you, so, USA Network. <laughs> oh my goodness, man. Yeah, th- this this whole movie is just is just uh 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 like what what uh, the best parts of movie edits on TV. <laughs> it, it really is, man. And like they do, like again, it's such a hard like thing to talk about without just really going through the whole movie. So like we we start off with this guy who's very clearly just indifferent to everything like doesn't mm. give a shit has no like no tact to him whatsoever just he goes to the gro- he goes to a wawa to buy a 69 cent half gallon of milk which george bush didn't know cost that much yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. apparently apparently you need an ID apparently you need an ID to buy milk <laughs> yeah <laughs> well for the check right so like yeah 69 cent, 69 cent check and like he goes home and there's these two assholes in his house that beat him up because they mistake they mistake him for a, a millionaire with the same name. And like even fucking them breaking into his house and beating him up and trying to drown him in the bathtub, he's still so indifferent to them. Like <laughs> where's the money, Lebowski? Where's the money, Lebowski? Uh, it's oh, in there somewhere. Let me take another look. Somewhere. Let me yeah. take another look. Like drowning him in his own toilet. And like, do I look fucking married to you, man? Like, your your wife owes money. My my wife? Do you see a fucking <laughs> wedding ring on me, man? Like the toilet seats up, man. Like, <laughs> just super. Like the things that he's offended by, is what I think is just so funny. Like he's offended that someone would interrupt his peace. Not <laughs> how they're interrupting it. Right. Just no. the fact that they're doing it. Like. Yeah. Oh, don't do that, man. Pissing on his rug. Like, what the fuck, dude? He didn't even take a defensive swing. <laughs> like, nothing. He didn't kick anybody. Like, he just sat there. I like that he pulls his sunglasses out of the toilet and just puts them back on. Like, he didn't, he didn't, even, he didn't even call the cops. Like, yeah, no. Like, fuck the cops, dude. The bowling ball. Like, the fuck is this? Obviously, you're not a golfer, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> the sarcasm, dude. Like, Holy shit, it's a whole, like, why are you here? Like, I don't care that you're here. I just want to know why you're here. Why are you bothering me? Like, oh. the, I, the, just the, I aspire to that level of laziness. <laughs> like, So I, I want to talk about, I want to talk about the cast here because, like, I, I just want to get it out of the way. Every single actor in this movie is somebody that you know. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So we got Jeff Bridges. John Goodman, Steve Buscemi, of course, the big three, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which in actuality, like Steve Buscemi, he's only in like, I would say a total of 20 minutes in the movie. Yeah. He's, he's, he doesn't have that big of a role, but you remember him. You yeah, know? absolutely. Just like everybody else in this movie. Uh, one of my favorite characters in all of, uh, uh, in all of cinema is Big Lebowski, played by Dave Huddleston. Mm-hmm. Uh, one because he's my Santa Claus. He he that. played Santa Claus in 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 a in a movie from the eighties, mm-hmm. uh, and he was so like he's so charming. He's so like 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 soft and approachable the way he played Santa Claus, and then in this movie he's just like the most unlikable piece of trash, you know. <laughs> that that you know he he's like he's like the ultimate like 
He's such he's such a Carlson Republican. Like he's such a douche waffle. Is that how you go out dressed on a weekday, sir? (laughs) What is what's today? (laughs) The bums lost. Condolences. What a fucking asshole, dude. And then you realize, and then you realize from his daughter, played by Julianne Moore, that it's not his money. It's 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 the what what what'd she say? It's the uh, um, foundation. It's the foundation's money. <laughs> like he's such a fucking like fucking gold bricking fake millionaire. <laughs> yeah. But like, it it cracks me up because like I think the character that for me that will always always resonate like so much with me is Walter. But it's it's yeah. my it's my rage. Like I love he's, su- he's such a hardcore like. He comes across as one of those extremist right wingers, yeah. you know. But then he says something like, "But then he says something like, oh, by the way, uh, Oriental is not the preferred nomenclature.'" Right. Yeah. Say, <laughs> say what you will about fascism, but at least it's an ethos. Like, <laughs> or no, what? No, was it fascism? It was a uh, oh, nihilism. It, no, it wasn't nihilism. Um, either way, fuck it. But like, yeah. just that he's he strikes me much more as an actual. Um, Oh, what the hell do you call those assholes too? They're, Stolen they're, dollar. <laughs> no, they're those fucking. They support millionaires, but they never have a million dollars. What are they called? Libertarians. Destruction oh, yeah. libertarian. <laughs> Why don't libertarians ever have a million dollars? But oh, like, I thought you were gonna say something like rock and roll DJ or something. No, fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> fascist. <laughs> fucking fascist. No, that guy's a fucking yeah. gold picker. Fucking, I've seen a million injury. That guy's a fucking gold bricker <laughs> for sure what was who would you who would you say is like your your favorite character because like like I lebowski think, is awesome like everybody in here is awesome but like there's sure. like what would you say is like is like your favorite character because there's a I lot to talk about <laughs> easily easily for me is brand for sure yes dude oh good god Lebowski's, dude Lebowski's yes ever suffering assistant <laughs> For sure, <laughs> that's it's, marvelous. It's because it's done by Philip Seymour Hoffman, so everything, every movement he does is calculated, and it's you can tell so calculated. Yeah, yeah it's, so, it's so it's meticulously amazing. thought through. Yeah. So, like, it, that, I, I'm so glad you brought that up, man, because like, uh, the movie that he did a couple movies before this one, and the first movie that I ever saw him in was Twister. Yes, yeah, where he plays like this crazy, you know, like unhinged guy, who's you know just just a playful uh, uh, young guy who's excited by everything, you know. And then yeah. in this movie, he's he's like this this buttoned up, you know, guy just trying to make his boss happy, you know. Right. And, well, like, and that just shows how great of an actor he was. I can he's, say as as I I watch this movie because Brant is my favorite character. I think there's a lot more to him than what people realize. Like they think that he's just like this yuppie, you know, doing his mm-hmm. master's dirty work, you know, and getting yeah. getting things dumb and playing dumb. Um, but if you go back and kind of look, you know, he's kind of culpable in a lot of those situations. That oh yeah, absolutely. Like, for absolutely. Sure. Like he had to have a hand either deep in it or be really like not part of the situation and just mm-hmm. you know being the the just the he's like an enabler yeah exactly yeah very much very much an enabler yeah and like he 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 portrays himself as the guy who's just sort of apologetic for his dumb friends 
for sure. Yeah. Like, and I got uh, that scene at, at the pool. Like, I can remember <laughs> like the the line, "I'll suck your cock for a thousand dollars," was already like what? Like, I can remember being a yeah. kid, like what the fuck, and his reaction just <laughs> <laughs> like she's done it before. Yeah, you know, like, oh, she said you it know? again. Yeah. Like, and I was and, like, what the fuck is happening? Like. So that's it's, that's Tara Reid, man, and sh- this was like her first major movie. Yeah, before mm. she Sharknadoed, <laughs> <laughs> which I think was the highlight of her, her career. By the way, like let's the highlight, it was one of the highlights of my life, man. <laughs> yeah, I fucking, I fucking love Sharknado. Like yeah. I think we peaked cinematically. Like, well, you can't. Where do you go from here? Where do you go from <laughs> sharks in a fucking tornado? Like I you just have to mix an animal with a natural disaster, which is why I, which is why I wrote Bear Valanche, copyright four twenty. <laughs> we know it all podcast. Like, what about Lava Lantulas? Have you ever seen Lava 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 Lantula, dude? That's real. That's what bothers me. Yeah. Like what bothers me is that's a very real fucking movie. Like a lava tarantula. Okay. <laughs> so like, like the, the there's there's a there's a uh one particular character that is just barely touched on in this movie. And he was apparently he was so popular that he got his own spinoff movie <laughs> played by John Turturro. Jesus, the Jesus. Dude. So like this guy comes across as the coolest asshole that you'll ever meet. Right. Yeah. And then but they, he's a better ass dude. And then, like, they just casually throw in, yeah, but he's a sex offender. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that they glanced that over, dude. Yeah. yeah. Eight-year-olds, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so fucked up. Like, it, 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 that scene makes me laugh because I can remember, and, like, I'm so far from kidding, like, when it comes to this, like, I, I, I do this thing because I'm white passing, and I do use, <laughs> I use this as my white privilege. When I don't want to talk to somebody and all they speak is Spanish... I will tell them I don't speak Spanish. Like, I speak Spanish pretty fluently. So I can remember this one time I moved to a house in San Juan. Uh, I was living with these two assholes. And um, we rented this house that was flooded. And, like, they got all the water out and the floor was warped and the door wouldn't close. It was an awful, awful house. Well, I'm sitting in the living room one day. And I'll never forget this because I'm watching Evil Dead. And this dude, like the front door's wide open and like the back door's wide open. And we have screen doors on the front and there's no screen on the back door. But like, I was like, fuck it, whatever. The breeze was nice in the house. So I'm sitting down and I'm watching Evil Dead and this dude comes to the door and he knocks. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because I was smoking weed and I was like, ah, cop. (laughs) And I got up and I'm like, I put it out. I'm like, what's up, man? And he goes, hey, speak Spanish. (laughs) And I said, no, I don't speak Spanish. I'm trying to get him to go away. I thought he was like wanting to cut the grass or something. Uh-huh. And he goes, okay, I tell you in English. Uh, so I meet this, you know, she's beautiful, this woman. And I'm like, uh-huh. Like I'm, <laughs> out of, I'm blissed out of my mind. <laughs> and he goes, I meet this woman. She's very beautiful and she's super, she's very nice to me. And I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, so, you know, I, I take her out and lo compramos. I buy her bironga, I buy her beer, and, you know, we're drinking, and pues, pues we have sex, right? And I'm like, uh-huh. Like, just so confused. I'm like, this is super interesting. Who are you, wizard man? <laughs> like, and he goes, 
And plus then, you know, the police come to my house and her mother's there and they, you know, and then, and then they arrest me, but I didn't know she was 16. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you here? Like, why are you telling me this? It was supposed to, I, you know, I, the judge told me I have to tell the new neighbors. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like okay. <laughs> like, right on, man. Please don't ever come back to this house. That's an actual thing that they do, huh? Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, they really made him go, like, knocking on doors. And, like, I'm a pederast. That's crazy. And like I can remember thinking to myself, like eight year olds, dude. Like, holy shit. <laughs> right. Seriously. Apparently, apparently they shot that whole segment for Jesus in one day. Oh and, wow. Yeah. At the bowling alley? Yes, in one day. Yeah. He just came in in one day and got it knocked out. And uh, real, they they just let him do his thing, is what it was. So yeah. so later on, yeah, he did ask to do the Jesus rolls, the spin-off. I'm here to see it. I'm here to warn everybody it's <laughs> not the Big Lebowski. And I don't mean that as like it doesn't compete like movie-wise. Mm-hmm. I am saying it is not on the same vein. I am saying if you are squeamish about like certain adult situations as far as like three people being in love and stuff like that. Um, oh, right on. Yeah. Um, it might not be for you if you're squeamish about that. So, but... But it is, it was an interesting movie. Um, I can't say I committed the ending to memory. Uh, <laughs> there are a few tie-ins, you know, about how he ends up in jail. And uh, pretty interesting. So we'll just leave it at that. So <laughs> Check it, it at your own leisure. <laughs> yeah, it, it took a long time to get to America because he, he had it put together mostly. Mm. He actually debuted it like years ago in italy and then everybody here like as far as like being part of like the lebowski groups like on social media and stuff was just waiting it's Mm. like where is this guy in this movie like it's supposed to be a spinoff like hopefully it's you know as funny you know there's no way the coens would have let him do it unless it was something good you know Mm -hmm. and it finally came out coen's blessing yeah not even kind of like they're blessing, but like like let him take that character and write about it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And well, <clears throat> it came out, and I remember thinking, I was like, why is nobody talking about it? You know, I'm sure somebody's mm-hmm. seen it. And it was kind of quiet in the groups. And later on, when I saw that movie, and I saw that it was like not anywhere near the same mood as the Big Lebowski or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see why people were quiet about it, and it kind of <laughs> made me laugh when I was watching it. You know, so. Like, yeah, 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 get it. absolutely. So, so yeah, yeah uh, definitely worth the watch. If if you're a movie buff, it's one of those like you have to watch. I think Showtime had it for a bit, and they did. Know, like, I put I had put it on my watch list because like I I never heard of it. I just saw it like one day like scrolling through Showtime, and I was like, what the fuck. And, like, I watched the trailer, and I was like, I'm going to put that on my watch list. And, like, I just – there's a fucking thousand movies on my watch list where I'm like, I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. And, like, by the time I get to it, it's off the – It's fucking, gone. Yeah. It's yeah. gone. Yeah, motherfucker. That's what I hate about – that's what I hate about, like, like, uh, uh, like Hulu is that mm-hmm. you'll put a movie on your watch list. And oh, it's gone so fast they, on Hulu. But, like, if they take it off, it'll stay on your watch list. 
Yeah. Just you put know. a lock on it. <laughs> yeah, they'll just put a lock on it. Like, yeah, you got to pay for this. Like, ah, that sucks. But anyway, all right, guys, what we're going to do is we're going to take a real quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk more about uh, the Big Lebowski and and its impact on the world because it made a huge impact on the world. So uh, we will be right back here on the Movie Know It All podcast on the Know It All Network. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in to the Movie Know It All podcast, part of the Know It All Network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more, all for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. Man, it really tied the room together. So this was a value, dog. Uh, yeah. Tied the room together, dude? My rug. Were you listening to the dude's story, Donnie? What? Were you listening to the dude's story? I was bowling. So you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. You're like a child who wanders into Walter, the middle of a movie and wants what, to know. Walter, what's the point, man? There's no reason. Here's my point, dude. There's no fucking reason why these. Yeah, Walter, what's your point? Huh? Walter, what is the point? Look, we all know who is at fault here. What the fuck are you talking about? Huh? No, what the fuck are you? I'm not. We're talking about unchecked aggression here. What the dude. fuck is he talking my about? My rug. Forget Look, it, Donnie. You're Walter, out of your element. Walter, the Chinaman who peed on my rug, I can't go give him a bill. So what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? The Chinaman is not the issue here, dude. I'm talking about drawing a line in the sand, dude. Across this line, you do not. Also, dude, Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. Asian American, please. Walter, this isn't a guy who built the railroads here. This is a guy. What the fuck are you? Walter, he peed on my rug. He peed on the dude's rug. Donnie, you're out of your element. Dude, the Chinaman is not the issue here. So who, who? Jeff Lebowski, the other Jeffrey Lebowski, the millionaire. That's fucking interesting, man. That's fucking interesting. Plus, he has the wealth, obviously, and the resources, uh, so that there's no reason, there's no fucking reason why his wife should go out and no money all over town and then they come and they pee on your fucking rug. Am I wrong? No. Am I wrong? Yeah, but... Okay, then. That rug really tied the room together, did it not? Fucking A. This guy peed on it. Donnie, please. You know, this is the fucking guy. I could find this fucking Lebowski guy. His name is Lebowski? That's your name, dude. This is the guy who should compensate me for the fucking rug. His wife goes out and owes money all over town and they pee on my rug? They pee on your fucking rug? Pee on my fucking rug. <laughs> Anybody else doing this scene, it wouldn't, oh, have, wouldn't have worked. For it sure. Would not have worked. For sure. Who Love says it. those words? Who writes these words? I know. It, it, it's so, and th- that's why I was like, it's such a naturally unnatural conversation. Because it's, I, I've, I've been in those conversations where somebody's trying to interject 
And it's like, you're not part, you don't, you have no frame of fucking reference. Like, yeah. shut up. Like, you, you don't know what like, you're talking about. And like, it, it's, it has kind of become the fucking term of you have no frame of reference. Like, shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> like, and my, you know, it's in my lexicon, that's where that is, man. Like, if you don't have a frame it, of reference, shut the fuck it, up, Donnie. In a way, it makes you agree with everybody in that scene. Like, everybody yeah. throws out a good idea. Like, however ridiculous, but you're still like, oh, yeah, I mean, that does make sense. Like, yeah, like, maybe you should go tell someone. Like, yeah, who the fuck do we tell? Like, yeah, <laughs> we tell the guy I, who has the money. That's what we tell. Like, all right, yeah. let's go. Like, <laughs> I, I love how Walter has, like, the, like, it, it's it's his, he's projecting right here. Like, he's talking about unchecked aggression, right? Like, he's so projecting here. And it's so obvious, right? Like, he's, he's pushing, so good, dude. He's pushing Lebowski to 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 he's pushing dude to like right. do something that's totally against his his uh his nature, you right. know? Yeah. And sure. he ends up talking him into in, into this this whole adventure that right. they that they end up going on, you know? And poor Donnie. Poor Donnie, man. Like he's trying. Mm-hmm. He's trying. I, I, I love so much how he's just like no nowhere a part of their adventure. Like he's only there to bowl. <laughs> Right. And like he's he's sitting there like trying to understand and no one will explain it to him. And like he just keeps like all oh, this because he was bowling. Like yeah. you have no frame of reference. I was bowling. Like, like sometimes somehow the only people that Donnie's in contact with is the dude and Walter. Yeah. And he gets shoved to the side all the time. And so at the end, even when they have his damn ashes, like Walter says he's like in accordance with what we think you might do one. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, because they don't know. Like, all they know about him is that he's an excellent bowler. Like, obviously, he, yeah. Who, who, <laughs> has, notice, who has a different shirt each time, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. like, if yeah. you notice, if you notice, every time you see him bowling, he bowls a strike, except for yeah. the last, the last, the, the last one. Yeah. You know, and, and it's funny so, because, it's funny because when, when he dies at the end and, freaking walter is haggling with the with the with the mortician guy like we're we're just, we're just we're just trying to 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 transport his ashes we're gonna dump it like why are we gonna spend all this money on something For sure. that we're not gonna use right it's like dude <laughs> what kind of friend are you right. just because we're bereaved doesn't mean we're saps <laughs> Like, what a takes, line, dude! And, and, <laughs> and every single time he brings up the Vietnam War, which, by the way, I want to say in my own personal head head uh, uh, head canon, he's he's not really a veteran. Yeah. You know, like maybe he was in the <laughs> service, but like but he never he, he never made it to Vietnam. He was he never made, <laughs> or or like like he was there for like twenty minutes and they sent him home, or you know. <laughs> Right. Like, they, like they I set him I, home on a section nine. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I, I have to admit that, you know, when I first saw the movie, I, you know, you relate to the dude. You're like, yeah, everybody's the dude is supposed to represent everybody. Like, he's like the center because he's the laziest and it works in that movie somehow. But we don't have time to think about it because our storyline's going quick. Like, you need to keep up. And yeah. Walter kind of shoves you around because he he's kind of bullying the dude into like, hey, somebody needs to own up to this goddamn rug. Like, mm, it really yeah. tied the fucking room together. And, <laughs> and he's so sure about everything that he's for doing. Sure. <laughs> and then and then he side, you know, he hits you by the side when he stops and he's like has to like politically correct you. He's like, dude, like, 
Asian American, if you please. Like, and you're like, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? Like, yeah. And, <laughs> That's and such then, a great line reading, too. Yeah. Sure. It is. Just the delivery is so fucking perfect. Like, like I, I love the the shit that people are offended by. Again, in this movie is what cracks me up. Like when he's like, "What the fuck are you talking about, Walter? You're not even Jewish." Like, I'm not. What? Like, just super offended at that. Like, like you fucking converted when you married Cynthia. And like, and, and what? Like, do you turn in your passport when you fucking get a divorce? Like, just super offended. Like, just the the like. I can remember one of the lines that fucking like really kills me is when he like figures out. That like they set him up and all this shit. And he calls Walter and he's like, "You need to get down here right now." Arab Shabbos, dude. What? <laughs> Arab Shabbos. Like I can't drive right now. <laughs> he takes it so fucking seriously. Yeah. And, like when he's like, he's explaining the big Scooby Doo moment, like yeah. how like he didn't even give him any money, like all this shit. And he's like, "Okay, like I understand. It was a it was a fake. I understand everything that you're telling me." What I'm asking you is how does this constitute as an emergency? Right. Like, <laughs> like still, like, bro, you need to like, explain you, better, bro. Like, for yeah, sure. Like, bro, you just <laughs> fucking Saturday sin right now. Like, right. like, like I'm not, do? I'm not right with God. Like, you need to explain better, please. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're my best friend, and we're the only two people we know. Like, and but, but fuck, dude, it's Saturday, and you need to explain yourself and why you called. Yeah. And, <laughs> it's the like the way he's just so like offended by it and he's like i mm-hmm. i get it like but like is it really an emergency like right. and like you're the one who's been pushing him this whole time to like get at this asshole and now he's like yeah but like not today <laughs> like <laughs> real bob about everything right now <laughs> so maybe you guys would want to explain to me what like how how would 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 uh Lebowski big Lebowski asking the dude to drop off the money like how that would how how that would constitute any any sense whatsoever you right. know because uh he thinks the big Lebowski thinks that his wife bunny who we find out is a teenager yeah <laughs> you know at the end of the movie we find out is like a 19 years old and he's like in his 70s right which is all kinds of messed up well, she's but, but but like she like she's like a porn star and like she comes like, oh, yeah. and and like she, like one of the coolest porn star names i've ever heard in my life uh hungus carl hungus <laughs> carl oh. hungus Mind the supervisor telling me there's something wrong with Donna Cobble? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I am expert. <laughs> I tell that I tell that to my wife all the time. Like, especially yeah, we've been in this house for a while, and I, I like to fix things around the house. Or like, like uh, the other day, a toy, our daughter's toy was broken. I was like, sure, give it to me. Like, let me unscrew it. And what do we got going on in here? And, and yeah, so I was after a reminder, like, yes, I, I am expert. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that's so fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, that's great. Only that's he's so- a nihilist. Ah, it must be exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's exhausting, man. <laughs> <laughs> so so he gets he gets Lebowski to drop off to drop off the money for whatever reason, right? And then we find out at the end of the movie that he has so little respect for him. 
<laughs> that he used them like as as a as a fall guy or something like yeah. as a, as a like mm-hmm. some sort of patsy for stealing the money. <laughs> the whole the whole deal about the movie is that it's a detective movie and you have to look at it that way. And Halfway through the movie, it turns into a detective movie. Yeah, yeah, it does. yeah. like a he, whodunit. You know? Yeah, because he's he's like, damn, like something doesn't feel right, or at the very least, we need to find this girl. Like, is she dead or is she not? Like. And at that point, Walter doesn't care. He's like, well, who are you talking about? What are you talking about? And after they had a disastrous handoff of the money, and yeah. And Who's walking around like with a million dollars in our car? Yeah. Our car? What the fuck? <laughs> and it's amazing like how, back. <laughs> how they use the cell phone, which wasn't really prominent back then. And then no. he has this shoulder phone. Yeah. And, and it just keeps ringing. Touch. It keeps ringing, and it, and if you have any bit of anxiety, you're hearing this phone ring, and you're like, "Damn, dude, yeah, like, answer the, the phone!" Like, yeah, the like they ringing, know, dude. yeah, for sure. They they know you got the phone, bro. Like, you need to answer the phone. Like, even in front of the cops, he's like sitting there, and the phone's <laughs> ringing, and he's just ignoring it. Like, like he's got a piece of instrument that back then in the '90s would have cost him at least some kind of financing of like $6,000 and he's oh, got yeah, it. Easily. Yeah. And he's fucking ignoring a call <laughs> on it. Like, yeah, like who has this number? Like answer the phone. Like, and, like did you have uh, any, yeah. did you have any, uh, expensive, uh, any, uh, expensive items in the car? I had my radio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my credence. My credence. Tape. Credence. Tape. And, uh, Kudos to- <laughs> Kudos to this movie because then I knew who Creedence Clearwater Revival was and and the fucking Eagles, man. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, and it was funny because I kind of grew up liking the Eagles, and then after a while, like they just became the butt of my joke somehow. And like, yeah, I don't listen to the Eagles anymore. And like, it's not that I don't like the music; like they have some good music. But now when it comes on, they're the butt of the joke because we're at the bar and we look <laughs> at each other. We're like, yeah, Eagles, I hate the fucking Eagles, yeah. And you look around in the bar and you're like, did anybody else say that? Uh, yeah. you know, we can be friends, you know. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I use that meme every time the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Cowboys. Yeah. And like, I get like four likes. I'm like, oh, you assholes don't get me. Yeah, you don't get it. <laughs> you, don't get it. <laughs> you don't get it at all. Like, I hate the fucking Eagles, man. <laughs> so, so like, the, the whole. The, the 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 whole everything that's happening in this movie is because of this one bunny lebowski mm-hmm. and she she's barely in the movie so mm-hmm. like the 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 what, what would you call it the MacGuffin? yeah is 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 like not even in the movie that much you know at all, she's really. at the pool she's at the pool and then the next time you see her is she's driving around singing singing uh oh shit what's the song Viva Las, Viva Las Vegas. Vegas yeah that's right that's right you know, and it like the whole plot surrounds her, and it's it's, it's just so, so weird because you, you forget that the plot surrounds her until she pops yeah. up again at the end. <laughs> yeah. Because again, this fucking movie keeps taking these really weird, like left turns into like a mm-hmm. completely different story. Like, like the addition of Larry Sellers, like yeah. it's such a random like this TV writer's kid stole your car, right? And like. What the fuck? And like, they and it's gotten, and, and and it's never revisited. It's never said again. Like, it, it's no like, lines. Like, yeah, 
he just stares at them with this contempt in his face. Like that kid is so good. And just his facial expression, just like he's not intimidated. So, he's not scared. He knows they're not cops. Like he doesn't give a shit. Like, so maybe maybe you guys can can explain this to me. Um, what was his homework doing in, in the car? Right. I think he so, just didn't want to take it home. And he like kind of stuffed it in the seats. And he's like, fuck this shit. Like, so he did. Every, so he did try to steal the car. So he did. And steal I the think car. They, they said that they had peed in the car, too. So they're, they're yeah. like. Yeah, they, yeah. they use it as a what do they call it? They use it as a vagrant, so it's a toilet and moved on. <laughs> like it was just a joyride situation. Like, yeah. And then he's asking, like, do you have uh, any leads? And they're like, leads. Like, he's yeah. like, yeah. They got yeah, us working in shifts. Working on that's, a, that's a hard lesson to learn in life. Like, look, yes, if you're listening right now and you've never been robbed or anything like that, oh, or a man. situation where you have to call the cops, I hate to say this, like, but sometimes you get cops that you don't want like yeah that are not going to help at all like yeah like your stuff yeah, is you, gone and your time is wasted yeah you, know? you just make a report and maybe you have insurance and make a claim or whatever but if you don't that's, you that's know, the only time it's, it's that's the only time it's not a waste of time if right. you have insurance yeah. if like something like really valuable was stolen like a gold ring or something like that mm -hmm. you might be able to get it to a pawn shop but right. like if they get your tv they get like your fucking right. video game system like if they got if they get your safe and you had money and shit in it, like it's gone. Right. Unless you have a camera and actually oh, yeah. see them doing the deed, yeah. There's nothing anybody there's can nothing, do. There's not. They're not going to do anything. They're just no, going to come right. write it down. It's a it's a giant, giant fucking waste of time. I remember fucking we got robbed. Somebody broke into my mom's car when I was a kid, like in our in our front yard, like just jumped the fence, broke into my mom's car, and like. She was super like, my dad wanted her to call the cops. She's like, for what? Like, they're not going to do it. <laughs> and my dad's like, well, fucking, at least we're reporting. She's like, for what? They stole the fucking CD player. That's all they took from the car. Right. I'm just glad they didn't break the fucking window. And she's like, no, you got to call the cops. Only call the cops and fucking nothing happened. Like, I was the one who got fucking, I'll tell you this fucked up story. I was the one who got robbed because I left my cassettes in the car. I only had fucking hmm. six of them. Did you like, leave whoever, Car. my what your credence did you leave your credence in the car <laughs> no i fucking left so i had i had fucking six cassettes in there two of them were or three of them were metallica it was ride the lightning and justice for all and load and load was the one that had just come out at the time so like i had those in the fucking car and then there was like three other tapes and i don't remember what they were at some point in the next two days and this is so far from a fucking joke i walked out of my house and there was pieces of plastic all over my driveway. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm. And there was load on the driveway. They stole it. They listened to it. They drove by my fucking house and <laughs> threw it in my front yard. To this day, I wish cancer on their children, whoever the fuck they were. That was so fucking offensive. I'm still a defender of load. <laughs> and everybody can kiss my fucking balls. I hope those guys wrapped themselves around a palm tree and died slowly, screaming for fucking help while the shadows came to life and dragged them to hell. That was unnecessary. I would have, I'd rather them have just taken it. Like the fact that they came back and threw it in my yard. That's some unchecked aggression if I ever saw it. <laughs> well, they, but they, they kept rioting and justice. Fucking assholes, bro! You're you're being very undued, man. Yeah, Everybody, man. Everybody's <laughs> calmer than you are, bro. Well, that's what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
like, Jesus Christ, I hate those people. <laughs> so, and then, you are. <laughs> and then the movie takes another turn when Maud Lebowski shows up mm-hmm. and, yeah. like, she gives him uh, a mission to, 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 to go and do. And then at the end, she ends up using him to impregnate herself. Just, mm. you know, just, I guess, to set up a sequel. I'm, I'm, cause you, you still to this day, like, excuse me, you still hear rumors of like sequels of a little Lebowski movie. And like, yeah. I know there's probably like a hundred scripts and a fucking thousand pitches for this movie. Yeah. But I'm at a point where like, I sincerely hope I never see it. I don't want to see it. I don't want, I don't want to see a, a legacy sequel. I don't want to see a remake. Like, I don't, I just leave it alone. It's another time capsule yeah. movie. Like, why bother? Like, you're not going to make something funnier than this. Like, you know what not. really turned me, you know what really turned me uh, on, on legacy sequels? Mm. Um, like, I, I'm, I'm all for them if the story's right or whatever. Halloween like, ends. I, I remember, yeah, that, that, that's more of a reboot, I think, than nope. anything. But it's, it's, it's a legacy trilogy <clears throat> and it sucks but, shit through a brick. <laughs> But I mean, there are so many, so many, uh, you know, timelines in that in that movie series. Hmm. But like when when I saw the the quote unquote sequel to SLC Punk, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. And if they never make a sequel, a true sequel to The Big Lebowski, I'll be like, you know what? Yeah, that's The Big Lebowski needs to be on its own. And uh, if they ever make a, a sequel. Or another Big Lebowski movie. I don't think I'm ever going to watch it. Just like that Jesus movie. I don't think I'm yeah. ever going to watch it. Like I, I, I wouldn't mind so much if they made stuff like that. Like if they made a movie about the nihilists. Like <laughs> I'd be, I'd be totally all right with that. Like I just don't want to see like a Big Lebowski two or a Little Lebowski or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like I don't want to see anything like that. Like speaking of the nihilists, man, I don't know if anybody else like noticed that they're the only characters in the movie that are actually not nihilists. Yeah, because they want like, the money. They yeah, want like, the money, Lebowski. <laughs> like they they fucking plotted everything. It just it blew up in their face. But like, they were very organized in what in their attempts. And like, every, <laughs> whereas everybody else is fairly indifferent to the, to the things around them. They're all so self absorbed in their own fucking worlds. And like these guys had this big, idiotic conniving plan that like almost worked. Like, almost. Oh, yeah, if if, uh, if Big Lebowski wasn't such a jerk, <laughs> yeah, like if 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 fucking the dude wasn't if the dude didn't have Walter there to fuck everything up, and if the Big Lebowski wasn't such a piece of shit, the plan would have worked. And like the fucking, and I, I kind of do wonder, and I I really do feel like it would make for a really good question on a bar exam. <laughs> is that is, um, but i mean really think about it, is that really extortion like let's say it worked is that extortion mm. because they didn't kidnap anybody no like, they didn't kidnap anyone they told somebody they kidnapped someone and they got money because it's the same thing like that fucking um like they had to change the laws when that guy walked into a bank and said that someone kidnapped his daughter uh-huh. and they're gonna kill her if they don't if he doesn't get all this money out of the bank and the bank gave it to him, and then it turns out he didn't have a fucking kid. And it's like that had to change the laws because technically he didn't extort anybody because they gave him the money. 
they gave him the money. They chose to give him the money. He didn't put a gun to anybody's head. That's kind of like, smart. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, I bet it would make for a really good question on a bar exam. Like, is what the nihilists did extortion? Like, they didn't kidnap anybody, dude. Like, I think no, but they made they made they made everybody believe that they did. You know, yeah. right? But like, but but this is the thing. How is that the fault of them that they didn't know where she went? Like, the nihilists didn't know where she went either. She just up and took off, and they fucking rolled the dice. But I, but I think the difference is is that they claim they kidnapped her. Ah, you know? there you go. That's true, right? Okay. You know? They claim they kidnapped her. That guy said somebody else kidnapped her, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're claiming responsibility. That's true. I, I guess, you like, know? when you do claim responsibility for it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. All right. All right, we'll take that off the bar exam. <laughs> <laughs> I never wanted to be a lawyer anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, for me, six times was a charm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sevi, how how uh, how do you think this movie will go down in history? Because right now, it's gotten so big that even a religion has has grown up out of it. Dudeism. You know? Dudeism. Like, like what? Like, you can go you, online and register to be a priest in. Dudism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are some people. Yeah, there are some places that recognize that and you can get your marriage license and mm-hmm. or you like, can actually marry people. You can yeah. actually marry people, yes. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> something to think about. And Sir, I think Sir, and I think Lebowski marriages, man. And I honestly believe that's one of the few true religions. <laughs> right. You know, that that's like legit uh helpful to people. <laughs> For sure. Uh, because you know the dude abides i think uh it's a great movie and uh will forever like hold a special place in our heart but i think uh here pretty soon a lot of that hype will die down there was a lot of hype around the anniversary and stuff and uh it always gets brought up but um i think eventually it'll die down for sure and jeff bridges is permanently the dude you know yeah for sure Yes, for sure. But I think those who are movie buffs and whatnot, it'll definitely be uh, shown as uh, a great piece of art, really, for sure. So, uh, I, yeah, I think this will be one of those movies that, that uh, art movie aficionados will always watch. Yeah. Um, I'm, 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 uh, I've seen some posts where they had the 25th anniversary screening of it. Uh, right. This mm-hmm. year is the 25th anniversary of the of uh, the Big Lebowski, and right. they re-released it in in a couple hundred theaters, and all the theaters were empty. You know, like one or two I, people were only in there. You know, I think also um, like it's it's kind of unpredictable now too because you have no idea if at some day, like say TikTok, like it just gets picked up, like and mm-hmm. yeah, people make, a, people make a new joke out of it. You know what I mean, like maybe something that we haven't thought of yet, you know, when they, they use it in a different way, in a creative way that everybody catches on and uses it for mm-hmm. set amount Becomes of time. A trend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. And, and it does happen, man. You got to look at like, go back and look at what happened with Bohemian Rhapsody in Wayne's world. Yeah. Like that, that fucking, they, they do Bohemian Rhapsody in Wayne's world. And all of a sudden Queens number one on the radio again, again. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's super, super weird. And like, this this is one of those movies that I think I think you're right, Sevi. I think at some point the 
the millennial, not the millennials, the the gen, the what do you, I get what you call them? Generation Z, Zillennials, whatever the fuck. Zillennials. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know like, what From what I understand, they're calling them Generation Alpha now. Like, they're starting to call the new kids Generation Alpha. What, they're going to go like, Alpha, I, Beta, Zeta? <laughs> I guess so, dude, because I get... Kappa. <laughs> I get made fun of, like... So, me and my brother are 16 years apart, okay? Mm-hmm. So, and you met my brother. He's fucking... Yeah. He's 22 years old. He's his own man. Like, he's got his own attitude. He's a substitute at the schools. Like, he's his own person. So, like, he has his own personality. And the stuff that I think is funny and cool, like, I remember, like, the other day I made a Vine joke. Like, I I had fucking said, road work ahead. Yeah, I sure hope it does. And he's like, you old fuck. (laughs) And I'm like, 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 is it that old? And like, yeah, it is. Like, Vine was like 15 years ago. And I'm like. That will fuck me in the ass. I didn't know. Like, yeah. Like the weird shit that they fucking like. Like, we're so fucking pat. And he, there's shit that other kids are doing that he doesn't get at this point. Like, and he's 22 and he's like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get that shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck me, dude. Like, when did I become old? But like, some things are just fucking like permanently timeless. Yeah. Like, like you know, my daughter, you know, what my daughter does. That mm. makes me feel old because she thinks it's freaking hilarious. Mm. She goes around saying, get me some milk. Yeah, know. apparently, apparently somebody in the videos that she watches, like, that's what they say. That's like their catchphrase. Right like, on. Get me some milk. And she thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> and like, so <laughs> and I'm and like, how many times did I drop you on your head? <laughs> yeah. And like, and it, it's, it's like, again, like, I think Big Lebowski will be one of those things that. Like kids younger and younger will start to fucking get it, and and it's because like they're getting weirder and weirder. So like the other day, I bought my my eleven year old stepdaughter. I bought her a Beatles shirt. Mm. She got really into the Beatles, so I bought her a Beatles shirt. And yeah, because like, all their songs are two minutes, and that's about as much as they're... <laughs> that's yeah, that's the length of their fucking attention span. It's the yeah. same thing like trying to show them like certain movies and shit like that. Yeah. So like. My 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 oldest one got into Beetlejuice recently. So we were watching Beetlejuice. She goes, when did this movie come out? And I'm like, 87. And she goes, like, like 1987? Then I'm like, yeah. And she goes, were, were you alive then? And I was like, barely. But like, yeah, I was two years old. But she goes, when were you born? Like, so you were born in like the late 1900s. And I'm like, the late what? <laughs> I was like, I should kick your fucking head off. Like, I know Woody Harrelson moment in Zombieland. Like, yeah, I never hit a kid, but ooh, like, I was super offended. I'm. Like, it's hard to offend me, but I was like, bro, like, the late. No, it's exactly. That's why it's offensive. It's not wrong because 1985 was fucking like four years ago for me. Yeah, like, but I'm fucking two years short of 40, and apparently I'm fucking decrepit to that kid. <laughs> like I'm the fucking crypt keeper as far as she's concerned. Yeah. But like, oh, like, man. yeah, man. Like, I think some things, but like, and, and she's like, well, but I really like the Beatles. I'm like, yeah, well, that was like the mid 1900s. So bite me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Beatles are way older than I am. Yeah. The Beatles yeah. were fucking so, old when I was a kid. So yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I, I definitely, I definitely hope to, to show it to my daughter mm-hmm. and see what happens. I mean, I, I think that comes later along in life. And to think yeah. about it, like that's years down the road. 
at least like 15. That's our so. job, you know? Yeah. And, and that adds on years. Yeah. So the late 1900s for sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, there, that was the big Lebowski. Uh, right now it's available on Amazon prime. If you guys want to check it out. Um, it's definitely a movie that I think out of all the quote unquote, uh, like, uh, artistic Coen brothers movies or whatever. And there are uh, quite a few. This is probably my second favorite because raising Arizona will always be my favorite. You know, I, I can see that raising Arizona yeah. used to be my favorite until the big Lebowski, yeah. like the big Lebowski yeah. is always going to be my favorite. It's Fall because I'm very... Nicholas Cage. That's why <laughs> I'd see like, yeah, I go, oh, I get that brother. I just yeah. bought, I just bought a Mandy shirt, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. uh, like it, it raising Arizona has been like moved down to my third favorite spot because like no country for old men is just like fuck what a movie talk about like two totally polar opposite movies same directors and yeah i think this one right savvy this one was only directed by joel cohen yes they they did they both co-wrote it and then um they figured out some way i think if you find the behind the scenes in the dvd Mm-hmm. Um, you can find it in like most of the collections, or just search it online. Like, yeah. like just to show how old we are. Like, yeah, go get your DVDs, kid, and <laughs> yeah, DVDs. listen to the listen to the DVD commentary. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, and that's like, relatively new, considering the fact that I used to own the VHS. <laughs> just search it; you'll find it somewhere. Like somebody yeah. that's the thing about, that's the thing about this movie. Like those who like it want to spread it out, and they usually find a way to spread it. It, it yeah. it's one of those movies that you do have you you have to share it with people. Yeah. It, it's it's like one of those like new favorite songs that like nobody knows about, and like you want to spread. Well, if you're you know not an asshole anyway, you want to spread it around and have more people like see it and stuff like that. And it's it's still to this day one of those movies that like see because I can tell anybody to watch No Country for Old Men, mm-hmm. like fucking literally anybody. Like it, it's one of those you don't like it, you don't like movies, dude. Like it's one of the yeah. most fascinating, interesting, like dark and gritty pieces of cinema you'll ever fucking see. Mm-hmm. Like it's amazing. It's it's uh, fucking almost everything the Coen Brothers does is timeless. Like No Country yeah. for Old Men is going to be a timeless movie. I watched that movie about eight, eight, nine, ten fucking times before I realized there's no music at, at all. all. Like there yeah. is no score, uh, no score to No Country for Old Men. Hello. Like, like no my, score what's my youngest decided to join us. Say hi, Julie. Excellent. Hi. Yeah, she doesn't. <laughs> Shouldn't speak yet. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, Sevi, want to thank you for joining us, man. Well, we've been wanting to do this for a while, and uh, man, I hope that we can do this again sometime. Absolutely, uh, dude. Sometime yes. in the future. Thank you for having uh, me, and um, um, thank you for sharing this movie with us today. Uh, very important movie, and I and I think everybody should be out there sharing it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, no country for old men. Scary stuff. <laughs> and you you realize, you realize halfway through, um, yes, there is no music, and you're like, what is going on here? So, uh, right. It's just really intimidating, is what it is. Yeah. A, a good talk for another time. So. Absolutely, See, we'll definitely do that one later. Talk and and that's 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 that movie that's you know that's what happens when you. Fuck a stranger in the ass. You get no. That's literally. literally. <laughs> that's that's the point of that movie. This yeah. is what really happens when you. That's fuck what really a stranger happens. In the ass. Like you so really want to see what happens when someone steals some cash. Like like this is what's gonna happen. So. 
I have like no joke, dude. Ever since I've seen that movie, I've been afraid of finding a large sum of money somewhere. It used For to be sure. one of those things that you dream about, mm-hmm. like just stumbling across a case of money. And like now it's one of those things where like I dread it. I dread the idea of that ever happening. Yeah. And there's no, Sassy's Sassy. here. Hi. <laughs> Say hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi, Sammy. Hi, Sammy. Hello. <laughs> All right. Go. Go, to mommy. Ah! Go. All right. <laughs> uh, it never ends, man. It never ends. Yeah. So, hey, Bob, where can uh, where can people get our awesome podcast, man? Oh, man, they can find us wherever fine podcasts are sold, including Good Pods. Good Pods. <laughs> Good Pods, Podbean, Spotify. God, you love us. You need us. You can't live without us. We're amazing, man. Right. Yeah. And, uh, guys, uh, if you got a couple of bucks, man, throw it our way, man. We got a Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash movie know-it-all or uh, the know-it-all network at patreon.com. And, uh, yeah, just like, you know. Cup of coffee, man. Just, just, just throw it our way, man. You know, we're cheaper we need... than a cup of coffee, bro. We're, we're, we're the cheap. You know, we're cheap. Just... We're the cheapest hoes you will ever find. <laughs> we give this shit to you for free. We love you guys, man. Yeah, and man. you love us too. Don't say you don't. You love us. Throw you a quarter in our cup. Throw a quarter in our cup. You know. <laughs> and if you and if you and if you do happen to really like hate our guts, just thanks for listening anyway. Yeah, appreciate. It. Just hate listen. Hate listen all you want. Yeah, you, you hate. It. I don't care. I don't care how you listen. Just listen. <laughs> yeah. This is so, pro wrestling to me, buddy. I don't give a yeah. shit if you're cheering or booing, as long as you're tuned in. Yeah. So uh, once again, I want to thank Sarah for joining us. Uh, it's it's a pleasure as always. This guy, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have a podcast. So we wouldn't give a round of applause. Exactly. Exactly. So snap, snap, absolutely. Snap, snap. <laughs> All right, like snap. pleasure working with you guys. Yeah. Rub your fingers right. together, right? Well, uh, tune in next week, guys. We'll be we'll be coming back with a with another movie, another movie review, another discussion about uh, life and movies and stuff. So uh, until then, I'm Will. I'm Bob. And I'm and that, my, and that, my friends, was the Movie Know It All podcast here on the Know It All Network. We will see you guys next time. Later. <laughs>